Welcome to the Iron Self Podcast, where we jump into health, fitness, mindset, and becoming the best version of yourself. Today with your hosts, Mike and Kayla Minion. On today's podcast, we welcome Teresa Vermillion. Teresa has a coaching business called Lighter Life Coach. She started it because there's a need for women to understand that their value does not depend on their size, age, weight, looks, or IQ. She believes there is a different way to get healthy because getting healthy involves so much more than just diet and exercise. By using life coaching tools, she guides clients to a deeper understanding of their emotions and shifting their mindset for greater success with their health goals. Teresa uses personal empowerment coaching to guide women to at the end the struggle with their overweight overwhelm so that they have the lighter body and lighter life that they desire. Her expertise comes from her experience, knowledge in education, health, personal growth, fitness, and life coaching. Teresa has a degree in education along with multiple certifications in health and fitness. She lives in Cincinnati, Ohio with her husband and occasionally one of her three grown children. Teresa's favorite thing to do is being outside, learning new things, and playing with her dog, Magic. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Teresa. Everyone, please give her a nice, warm welcome. So welcome back to the Iron Self Podcast. Today we have Teresa Vermillion joining us. We are super excited to have her. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. So today we are talking about shifting our emotions and mindset to help make choices easier. And I know that you've got a wonderful acronym and a way that you kind of start to introduce this to your clients. And so I'm super excited to kind of jump right into that. But maybe let's start with like a little bit of why do you think it's so important to begin to shift our emotions to help make those choices easier? Um, well, the emotions really are what drives our actions, right? We, I feel like when we want to make those healthy changes, we want to lose weight, we want to um, become more active, have less aches and pains. Uh, you know, there's so many aspects to health that we might want to change other than just losing weight, um, where I feel like you losing weight really gets us to all of those other health goals sometimes. But, you know, we just, I think a lot of times when it's like, I just have to force myself to do this and, and to lose weight or to go on a diet, whether that's calorie restriction, you know, or whatever choices, you know, whatever that looks like for you, um, it often feels very forced. It doesn't feel natural. It's like, we just have to do this because we have to get healthy. And that's what we're taught to do, you know, that it's all about diet and exercise. And then we're fighting with ourselves to make ourselves make these choices. And when we look at our emotions behind our choices, then it's like it becomes easier to want to choose what we know we want to do for ourselves. Yeah. I, I think, especially at the start of any fitness journey, any journey really in life, the, the easier it is to make those decisions, the, you know, if, if you make it easier on yourself, there's a much higher rate of success than if you make it this impossible task where you're changing everything right now. Um, it, it makes it that much harder to to get towards those goals. Whereas, like like you're saying, if you're if you're making it as easy as possible, you actually have a higher rate of success. 
Yeah. And I think with emotions, too, where they come into play is that we actually tend to remember emotions, right? We, we remember a situation and how we felt in that moment. And so with, like, a lot of the weight loss, like you were talking about, it becomes, like, this apprehensive journey of things I don't really want to do. So when we begin to shift the emotion that is tied to that and make it into something that I do want to embark on or whatever, whether it's weight loss or whatever your fitness-related goal is, it becomes something that I do want to do. We're changing the entire perspective on this versus, oh my goodness, I have to make this happen, to I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're right, because most of us that want to lose weight or go on a go on a diet, right? We've done that before, mm -hmm. you know, and now we're doing it again, which means we either, you know, had success and regained the weight or, or limited success or no success. And so now, now we have that really yucky feeling about going on a diet. You know, I think it's even culturally, even though we say like dieting is what you need to do to lose weight and get healthy. At the same time, diet has such a negative vibe to it. It really does. Yeah. Mm. Well, and that, I think that's exactly what you said there. So there's so many people that have tried so many different diets in every every way they can imagine to, we'll, we'll use losing weight as the example, but to try and get those, those those pounds off. And then, you know, they almost get that that relationship with the idea of losing weight where it's like, well, I'm not even going to bother because, it you know, we've, we've done this. We've taken this road before. Or they're looking for those quick solutions. Like if I just do this diet, I know I drop a lot of weight really fast, but you also need to look at, okay, yeah, you drop weight really fast, but what's the, the like rebound effect of that? Like and, what is on the other side of that? And did you learn anything? Did, did you learn how to make it effective long-term? And I'm sure that you've dealt with this lots, but I think that um, when it comes to weight loss in general, we live in the society where everybody is a chronic dieter. And now I don't want to say that you ever get to a point where you're not, you know, mindful of what you're consuming, like eating, nourishing our bodies with, but I feel like, you know, when our body wants to be as heavy as it possibly can be, right? And whatever your biggest was, your body wants to be 10 pounds more than that. And so it's constantly striving to get to that point because that comes from that survival state. So, you know, we have to have those benchmarks for ourselves to go, this is where I feel really comfortable. This is what I easily maintain with what I'm consuming. Maybe this is where I want to be. Well, if that's the case, then maybe I need to have these benchmarks going. When I, when I get to that belt buckle, I'm just gonna, you know, clean up my diet a little. <laughs> but I think when you start to bring in the emotions, like, and this is, I know what you're gonna dive into is that, this is where that long-term success is key, mm -hmm. right? It's not about the constant, you know, rat race of dieting on this like hamster wheel of like, what's next? It becomes, how can I make this lasting change? Yes, and isn't that what we all want? You know, and, and to your point too of, you know, how we feel, I mean, that's what we really want when we have those health goals. We wanna feel better. We want to feel good in our bodies. That's what really what we want with weight loss. And, you know, it doesn't mean that looking good doesn't feel good. You know, we are physical, you know, creatures and it does feel good to look good. So I'm not even saying that, you know, you wouldn't want to try to improve yourself or, um, you know, it is about, you know, that, that when we think about I have to go on a diet so that I look a certain size, really we want to feel a certain way. Yeah. And we feel better about ourselves you know, when we know we're healthy, when we know we're putting things in our bodies that our body really needs uh, versus, 
listening to our minds and what our mind is telling us, it sounds good. Yeah. Well, I think too many people get fixated on the scale weight or on a certain size of pants or whatever it might be, and they don't focus on just, just feeling good, right? Like being able to have that felt sense and realize that regardless of scale weight, I feel good when I do these things, right? And kind of incorporating that to make that the goal rather than a specific scale. I mean, unless you're a competitor in something where it's like, you need to be like boxing, you need to be under a certain weight or something like that, where it is like a fixated goal, just just being able to feel good, right? And I really want to dive into this making choices easier because I, especially, you know, with the holiday season Christmas, and all of that. Christmas, let's make those choices like, easy. Everybody feels like it's so hard. It's like, oh, I want another brownie, but ooh, should I, you know? And we did like our whole episode on holiday hacks and on that episode when we were talking, like the average person from Halloween to New Year's can gain anywhere from eight to 20 pounds. Like that's a lot of weight to put on <laughs> from that like, lot, short that is, period of time. That is a lot of choices that are made. <laughs> yes, so how can we begin to take back our power around our choices instead of feeling powerless to those brownies and chocolates? How can we start to feel powerful around them? Yeah, that number was shocking. That was, that was a huge number. And uh, you know, and to that point, like, yeah, um, like the, that debate we have to have with ourselves about, do I have another brownie or not? And that can be exhausting. We don't realize how much energy we put into like that kind of a choice where if we take that back, um, you know, to the thoughts that we're having and those feelings that we're having, you know, it's not really, it's not really about the brownie. It's about, um, maybe I'm, if you're like, you're taking it back to the holidays and you said Christmas and making those choices easy or easier, you know, like if we're around family that we don't see very often or family that we aren't our favorite people, or if even if they are our favorite people, right, we have to look at all aspects of this that, I'm eating because I'm with people that love me and they're not going to judge me for what I'm eating or I'm eating because I have social anxiety right now. Even like, you know, even if you're not a socially anxious person, it can be a little bit weird to be around people that you're not used to being around. Is that why we're eating? Or do I really just want to enjoy a brownie? So many times we're not eating or choosing what we're eating because it's what we want to put in our bodies. It's because we're having thoughts about what is going on in our lives and we want to not feel those, you know, and, and those thoughts are creating feelings. We want to not feel those feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go to my, you know, whether it's, it's like where you have to go for a Christmas party or whether you're staying home alone or whether, um, you know, you have a, uh, an uncomfortable discussion with a loved one or you um, see a commercial on, on TV and it makes you think, oh, I, I think I want a snack or I want that glass of wine. Those where you otherwise had no intention of putting that in there or if it was an uncomfortable feeling, we're simply trying to not feel uncomfortable in our bodies. We, and so a lot of times we just eat to distract ourselves from the feelings that we're having. And, and one more thing when you're like, how do we make it not so hard? What a, I, one of the biggest things like just to go, it's not hard. Our language can dictate so much of how this is going to go. We can be like, I'm going to make this easy because I 
choose to make it easy. And, and that takes practice. You know, we can throw that out there and say, well, that sounds really good, but practice is another thing. Like all things, Mike, I know I've heard you talk about that, you know, just exercising those muscles and learning these concepts and being able to embody them. Um, but at the same time, doesn't it feel different to be like, I'm going to show up and I'm going to eat what feels right for me and release other judgments about myself or anybody else or what a lot of times when we're judging ourselves or, or when when we think other people are judging us we're judging ourselves yeah. right and so just like if you want to eat the brownie eat the brownie if you if, if eating the brownie is going to make you feel terrible about yourself then don't eat the brownie you know if, if it if you had one and it was amazing and you never have had brownies that amazing for your entire life and you would like to taste that a few more times then do it you know it's it's okay because you know some some people might not eat like that on a very regular basis anyway you know I think one of the reasons why we gain so much weight at the holidays is because we do have treats that we don't have all year long you know and that's okay that's it's okay because you know we're going to enjoy that because we only have it once a year so i want to go back to two things here because i really absolutely love them and i think that they're super powerful and i just want to really um <clears throat> accentuate them even further so giving yourself back that power to say i can do this i believe in myself i want to make this easy like often when we go into these holiday situations it's like you focus on everything you can't have. Oh, I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat that. I shouldn't do this. I should, you know, like there's so much shoulds all over the place versus going in with that open concept of, you know what, I'm going to eat the things that make my body feel good. I'm going to enjoy the time with everybody and really starting to allow that empowerment back in. Okay. So that's the first thing I really wanted to touch on that I think was amazing that you said, because I think the listener needs to understand you have the power in you at all times. It's that mindset shift. It's, it's again, the story that you're telling yourself, right? If, if you go in telling yourself that you're a bad person if you eat this, that, or the other thing, well, everybody wants to be that little bit of a rebel, so they're going to do it anyways, and then you're just going to beat yourself up about it. So instead, give yourself the story of, I'm going to experience today. I'm going to enjoy myself. If I see something I want, I'm going to have it. No guilt, right? Like, the rest of the year, we don't have this, so I'm going to have these butter tarts on Christmas and enjoy them. But without it being a license to kill either, yeah. right? It's like, you know what? I can enjoy it, but I don't need to enjoy all of it. And that comes back to the power of your choice. You can choose to try, you know, try one, have one. But but the choice is also to put it back down at the end, right? You don't, you don't want to have one turn into five. It's a slippery slope. And that second thing yeah. I wanted to touch on that you said, because it's truly like this is where the power lies is sitting in that discomfort right we are creatures where we don't want to feel uncomfortable right like you said when you get into a social situation where maybe you feel uncomfortable maybe you're going to eat a little bit more or drink a little bit more than you might otherwise do or you're going to do things to try and make yourself feel more comfortable satiate yourself right rather than sitting in that discomfort and that true power lies in sitting in that discomfort and i know when you and i were first talking um outside of this podcast we had to have that discussion of like freedom truly lies on the other side of discomfort mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think that that's where it's like 
sit with that discomfort a little bit. Like, I want another brownie. Guess what? I feel anxious. I'm feeling, like, slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> butterflies yeah. over a brownie. <laughs> I freaking do. I love I love sugar. I have this, like, thing where I love sugar and I love chocolate. And so, like, when it comes to, like, holding myself back, I do. I get, like, butterflies, like, anxiety around, like, should I have another one? Should I not have another one? And, but I think that just sitting with that discomfort and going, I feel uncomfortable. That's cool acknowledging it where is this discomfort coming from is it really coming from the fact that i need to have another brownie or is it coming because i just didn't enjoy the first one like i ate it too fast is it am i looking for that dopamine hit of that anticipation of eating it and it's not actually going to be that good because it's really just the anticipation dopamine hit that i want (laughs) or is it that like i'm trying to satiate another need like what kind of thing am i looking for at the end of this questioning yourself sitting with that discomfort and I call it the discomfort delay you sit with yourself maybe five ten minutes wait a little bit see do I need more do I need to acknowledge something else maybe I need to just get up and move my favorite thing just listening to Kayla talk about all this is the fact that she's talking about building resiliency without talking about it right and and it's funny because we always talk about you know finding comfort and discomfort and learning how to build your resiliency at all different times I've never thought about it about food until she just said this but realistically when you when she's salivating when she's having those thoughts about the next brownie that is a stress response your body's like I need that and your body's going into that stress response and being able to notice that take a second breathe you know think about it and come back out of that stress response is building resiliency around the holidays and I don't know about you but like for me when I was a kid the way that I got shown love a lot of the time was my mom would buy us things and show us that very much in regards to food, right? Like it would be like, oh, you guys have been so good or I love you so much. Here's this pie. Like here's this yogurt covered granola bar. That you know, sounds fantastic. <laughs> whatever it was, but that was like a way of showing love. So I learned through habitual that I'll show myself love by giving myself a treat. Mm. Right? And that comes back to that emotional response. Now, what am I looking for? I'm looking for love. Where do I go? I go to the street because I'm not looking for it elsewhere. This is where I am. She runs to the fridge instead of her husband. Atta girl. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, she says that that is exactly what happens and it becomes generational, right? We don't know how to, that we don't even know that we're doing it let alone that it's something we can try and shift. And um, you're right. And so, yeah, even like people self-sabotage on their diets because they're like, well, I've been good all week. Friday night I can have pizza and beer or my wine and, you know, whatever whatever it is we go to, you know, to reward ourselves for doing what we really want to be doing for ourselves in the first place. It's like the reward is in your choice that you're showing up for yourself the way you want to show up for yourself. And, and, and when anticipating that next brownie, sometimes we can always just borrow from our future selves. If I eat that brownie, is it going, you know, is it fulfilling, am I trying to fill an emotional need or a physical need? Yeah, it might taste good for a few minutes. And then later, I, am I going to beat myself up and not have that self-compassion and I will have self-judgment because I couldn't control myself or because I, you know, didn't even think about it. And I, th- and I love this idea of um, the delay the you know, because we do, we have to stop our brains. And if we're in a social setting, that's even hard to do. We're trying to pay attention to conversations. We're trying to, um, you know, be 
um, you know, have that energy about us or protect energy depending on, on your personality type and um, worried about what everybody else is. You know, there's so much going on in the room sometimes in those social settings, so it might be harder to even stop and have that that thought with yourself about, is this, you know, and that's where we get into mindless eating, and that is, adds to that slippery slope because then we're just doing it because it's in front of us. Yeah. And, you know, and it does, you're like, you go home and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, into that holiday hack of, of being prepared ahead of time and visualizing, knowing exactly what those choices are. Sometimes it might, you know, we might slip up and that's okay too. And just knowing like, you know, at the, when we started this conversation a little bit about that feeling of, you know, why we do this is because of a feeling. And if we can learn to feel that compassion and love for ourselves first, it's much easier to give ourselves what we need rather than to say, I have to weigh a certain number or look a certain way before I can love myself. Awesome. That is so critical, right? Because <clears throat> it's never about that goal, that end point, right? Like we always talk about like the confetti doesn't fall from the sky when you hit that goal. I mean, it would be amazing if it did, but it doesn't because you're going on the journey and that's really where you learn about yourself and that's really where the greatness takes place. So if you just began to love and accept yourself in that journey and really truly enjoyed the journey and brought that feel good emotion into it, well, that's really what this whole process is about, right? And like, if you can look at like behavioral integration, right? And that's like the idea of like eliciting the behaviors of the person that you want to be, right? And you were talking about like starting to use those behaviors, borrowing those behaviors from your future self. Same idea, right? It's exactly the same concept. It's like, it's not fake it till you make it. And I want to be very clear because it sounds like that, right? I'm going to adopt the behaviors of the person that I want to be. Well, that does sound like fake it till you make it, but it's a different perspective shift, right? Fake it till you make it means I'm not this person, so I'm going to pretend to be this person, and eventually I'll just be this person. Whereas rather than embodying, embodying it, it and person. becoming that person, right? And it's a different. It's coming at it from a different perspective. If I start doing all of these things that this future self of me will do, that this version of me wants to do then I can actually just start doing that. And that's changing that entire behavior pattern. That's changing the entire um, neuro patterning that's going on in your brain. And that's really that behavior shift overall. Yeah, those those I am yeah. statements, instead of, you know, saying that you, you know, again, faking, fake it till you make it or becoming, embodying that and starting starting with those I am statements, they're, they're powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, and the journey is so important because the journey is how you learn to become that person, and even if the if you reach a goal and the confetti either falls from the sky or doesn't, that you know I think that's one of the things with diets is we hit that that milestone and then we think the journey ends. The journey doesn't end when you hit the goal. The journey continues. You know we can ha and and I'm and yeah confetti should fall from the sky. You know we need to um, celebrate those those things and continue. And I think sometimes when we have that that goal we think oh okay we can stop now you know and but that's where that journey that process mm -hmm. is so critical because it does teach you all of those things that you do want for yourself and how to continue it whether you reach the goal or not yeah. well and yeah the, the journey is where you learn all your habits right that's where you start stacking your habits to create success so if you negate the journey then then really you're not admitting that you learned anything so I, I was looking at this from like a bodybuilding perspective. Um, I know after I did my very first bikini competition, there was like this 
Um, I hit that goal. I was on stage. I did it. And then I went into like this downward mental spiral. I mean, mind you, there was a lot of stress going on in my life at the time for other reasons, but this downward mental spiral, I no longer had a goal. I had hit it. Mm -hmm. That was it. It was over. What next? And I felt lost. And it was, it was like this really defeating feeling. And it was like, you know, you think you hit the goal and it's going to be amazing. And then you keep going, but I hit the goal. It was great. And then there was nothing and I felt defeated and not empowered. And I think that that's where it's like, there's always going to be another goal. And I think people need to really realize that like, there's just going to be, you know, you hit this goal, there's another one hit this goal. There's another one. Like just keep setting those goals. But like you're saying that journey, that resiliency within that journey, that's where the power lies because that's where you live. You don't live at the end point. You live in that journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. So let's dive into your concepts because I know that you have some really powerful concepts to help people really start to transition from that emotional state into making their choices easier. Um, yeah, so I call it GLOW, G-L-O, and it's just a simple three steps. And it goes back to what you said about that, that delay of, um, you know, the very first thing with G is to, to get clear. Like, what is going on here? Am I just in a, in a social situation that's making me uncomfortable? Am I upset about something somebody said? Did I see um, somebody else eat a brownie that, that looked really amazing? And so now I think I want a brownie when five seconds ago I didn't want a brownie, you know? Or, you know, am I feeling something? Am I, am I mad that that person just rolled their eyes at me? <laughs> you know, there's, I'm just, there's, there's emotional circumstances and then there's those physical triggers as well. So just getting clear about, hey, what is really going on here? You know, did, or was I in a meeting at work and I said something that I think sounded really stupid and now I feel like an idiot, <laughs> you know, even though we're just judging ourselves. So get clear on what's really going on. So, and then L. No, I was just gonna say, so forget clear. Would you say like, it's it's important to like come up with a name? Like if it's like, if it's an emotion, are you naming the emotion? Is it something that you want to be able to physically have there? If you can name the emotion, yeah. I'm really frustrated right now. I'm really mad. I'm really, I'm so, and, and you know, we have to remember like, and those, those we would label as negative emotions, right? Even though we can even step back and say mo emotions aren't, negative or positive, some of them feel uncomfortable in our bodies and we think that that's, you know, I was, there was a time when I thought it was bad to feel bad. And life's 50-50. We can feel bad 50% of the time and 50% of the time things are, are going our way and amazing and we're really, really happy. And so that was a lot of unlearning that I needed to do on my personal journey. And I'm guessing it's true for most of us because I feel like it's a societal, cultural thing. And so, yeah, um, naming that emotion. So I think a lot of us, like, we, we have two emotions. We're good or we're bad, you know? So, get, like, expanding that vocabulary even of how you could name some of those emotions. But sometimes we just, you know, we feel things, we're anxious, but we are not sure about what's making us anxious. And it's that, that car in front of us that won't go fast enough, you know, when, when we're trying to get somewhere. And that's making us anxious. So, yeah, whether it's, like, I'm stuck in traffic or... I'm very frustrated. Mm -hmm. If you're ready to make a change in your life, step into the best version of you, check out our Iron Self Transformation Program. Find more info on our website, www.ironbodycoach.com.
I'm bringing that back to that body sense too of like, I'm feeling very frustrated. Where in my body do I feel frustrated? Am I feeling that very much up in my head? Do I feel it in my chest? Is it causing anxiety? Like, what does that feeling feel like? Because a lot of the time, these emotional states can feel like an almost out of body experience. You know, like if you're about to like walk on stage for the first time and give a like speech or whatever, and you're like super nervous and your stomach and the butterflies, like, that's an out-of-body experience because it doesn't feel like yours, right? So when you can bring that sense back into the body and realize that anxiety and excitement are the exact same feeling. They are the exact same. So it's all interpreted in your brain. Are you anxious or are you excited? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, very much. Very, yeah. Where, where do you feel that in your body? And then feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're so quick to stop that uncomfortable feeling that, you know, with, with a brownie or, or whatever it is we want to do. And like, if we feel those emotions and just sit with them, they tend to just pass on by and then they're not buried inside. I agree. I love that. Just totally allowing yourself to feel it, to go through it. Because I think the more you suppress it, the more it's going to keep coming up. The stronger it gets. Yeah. Right. The more you suppress an emotion or a feeling, the, the more you're like, it's kind of in the back of your mind all the time. It's like, okay, so no, I'm not going to eat that brownie. And shove that it's like the law of attraction. Down. All you can think of now is the brownie. And now like you're in your head and you're having a conversation. You're like, I sure hope there's some brownies left. Like, <laughs> like you're having this like conversation with everybody else, but like your brain is still stuck on brownie because you haven't acknowledged how you're actually truly feeling. And whether it's actually a brownie or it's like you're annoyed at an uncle or whatever that feeling is, but when you shove it down, your brain is still going on about it. It's kind of like when you uh, can't remember somebody's name, you know, and oh, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. And like two hours later, you're like, oh, it was Jerry. It was Jerry's name I was trying to come up with, right? And it's because your brain is still actually working at that subconscious level. All right. Definitely. So number one is yeah, get definitely. clear. <laughs> Sorry, we changed yeah. a lot. Yeah, get clear. No, it was good. And, and, you know, if you think about most of us, all of our lives, have, we've been taught to not feel those emotions. So we're just walking around with all these stuffed down emotions from our whole lives. So, yes, moving on. Number two is L. So you want to look for that trigger. Look for the trigger. Is the trigger the brownie itself? Is the trigger something somebody said? Is the trigger something you said that may have been perceived wrong or that sounded came out you know sometimes i hear myself talking i'm like okay i'm not nearly that as aggravated as that sounded but i am not gonna apologize <laughs> and sometimes like if you can walk the back you go oh sorry i heard that that wasn't how i meant for that to come out people are like you're good they don't care but you know if they heard it and they thought well that was a really snarky remark and you were had you weren't trying to be snarky then you can clear that up i'm way i often uh, on a tangent, but the you know, so what is the trigger? Look for that trigger, um, whether it was you, whether it was something physical. Sometimes we're just thirsty or hungry or tired, and instead of going to bed, we get another midnight snack. You know, was there something on social media that triggered me? Those are very subtle triggers, I think. Um, you know, so what's really triggering me? Okay, I'm frustrated. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated because this car in front of me isn't going fast enough. Or am I frustrated because I didn't leave the house in time and I made myself late and I made a promise that I wasn't going to do this anymore? 
I think for me, sometimes, and this is where, like, the trigger, I think when people hear the word trigger, they're like, oh, it has to be a bad thing. It has to be something that causes that, like, it might not be something bad. For me, often the trigger is myself, and it's really me comparing myself to others. So if I get into a social situation, I'm around a bunch of people that maybe aren't in the same industry that I'm in, in regards to health and fitness, and I want to feel like I'm relating to them, I automatically go to food because I love food. And it's so it's like, oh yeah, sure, I'll eat that chicken wing. I know it's gonna make me feel like crap later, but guess what, everybody else around me is eating chicken wings and drinking beer, and so this is what I'm gonna do so that I feel like I fit in. At the end of the day, do you think my friends really cared whether I ate chicken wings and drank beer or I didn't? Not normally. Some of them might razz you a little bit, but <laughs> most people don't really care what you ate, but for me, the trigger is my own self-comparison in that sense of are they going to like me are they going to accept me if i don't conform to the way that they're doing it well that's that social anxiety if if i choose to do something different am i going to be judged doesn't matter at the end of the day who has to live in your body right you do or or using food to give yourself that self-care that Mm self-love uh you know and i think it's super important that we work on those relationships with ourselves because you know we're always with ourselves you know and, and for me that was even i'd probably be like what i have to work on my relationship with myself okay you know and and that in itself is a really fun journey but you're right well you know that whole self-love concept well i'm gonna eat a brownie because i love myself like mm, is that really what we mean is that really you know what we what that trigger is you know or you know and that's where too it just goes back to well i didn't feel it from my spouse or I didn't feel it from my mom at the, you know, at the party or I didn't get it from my boss or, um, but you're right. And, and sometimes, you know, to your point, Kayla, those triggers, um, sometimes are really, you know, like we're celebrating, we're celebrating. I don't care what happened. I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, because, you know, um, I got to the office on time today. I'm going to celebrate with a donut. <laughs> it's Donut Friday. We made it through the week. Let's celebrate. Like, I'm sorry. Why is that remarkable? <laughs> we make it through the week every single week, right? Hopefully. Like, you know, we wake up first thing in the morning. It's like, well, I just like cream in my coffee. It's something. Well, okay. Because you slept through the night, you needed a reward. <laughs> like, you know, let's, let's, but I mean, we're programmed that way. We're not, you know, we didn't come into the world thinking as we're programmed and so it's just a matter of unlearning some of those thoughts so i think it's also reprogramming what your reward is what a reward when, looks like what yeah. your reward looks like like we live in the society where like mike and i always preach like whole foods and the whole foods first and all of that kind of stuff but then we have all this food product that we call it you know like it's like manufactured food processed food it's highly palatable it gives you that immediate dopamine hit looks like, and smells delicious right but it's created that way in a lamb for a reason which means that like yeah at the end of the day, is it the best thing for your body? Is it the best reward for your body? Or is it a reward for your mind? And being very aware of like, what would you rather have for a reward for your mind? I mean, I'd rather go for like a a massage and get that mental like, get out of my body experience. Well, you got to choose where you get your dopamine from, right? So instead of it coming from highly palatable foods, maybe it comes from a workout, maybe it comes from like Kayla said, a massage or something, some kind of self-care that you do for yourself, go for a hot tub, whatever it might be, but different ways of getting those 
because everybody wants those feel-good endorphins, and there's nothing wrong with that. Go have some sex. You'll get them too, right? <laughs> go outside. Go on a walk. Yeah, go sit in the sunshine. There are a lot of ways to do it, and, I, and uh, that's a really um, great point that, you know, you can get them in so many ways. different ways. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, triggers. I mean, triggers could be like three episodes in a row, right? right? We could... <laughs> so what is the last one that you have in your acronym? The O. So, yeah, the last one is O, and that is overturn your thoughts about the trigger. So, um, you know, if are those thoughts, let's go back to being stuck in traffic for a minute and just being like, okay, I really, the problem is I made myself late. I'm frustrated, I'm mad at myself, um, I, I'll never change. Uh, you know, the, the, we were beating ourselves up, and so that's making us feel like crap about ourselves. Um, it's making us um, very frustrated, very overwhelmed, very stressed, because we know that we're never gonna be late for our meeting as soon as we get to work, or you know, whatever it is, you know, um, just knowing that you're, you're don't want to let your friend down by being you know five minutes late for for meeting them or not getting the kids on time whatever the situation is so it's overturning that 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 thought about the trigger and let me be very clear here and, and going back to the thing about about feelings it's like I'm not saying not to feel that feeling I'm not saying to be like well I'm not gonna feel this about myself or but it's like it's more of taking that breath and and having that pause, that delay, and saying, you know what, I can't do anything to change this right now. It's where I am. I'm gonna give myself grace and forgiveness, and I will do better next time. Yeah. So it's your circle of control, right? What, what do you have control of in this moment? And then taking ownership for the choices that you've made, right? Because everything you've done is the choice that's gotten you in this exact position. If you left 15 minutes late, you're probably gonna be late, right? Like, you can't blame it on the traffic that you're yeah. stuck in. You need to be able to, again, accept that. Okay, I left late, you know? It was my choice, I had whatever, I, I had to get that second coffee in before I left, whatever it is, or get your kids ready, or whatever it might be. You can't change it, you're stuck in traffic though. That's outside of your, your control, outside of your circle of control. So now you need to accept that, move on from it, right? What, what's the best way to move forward? Right, yeah. So you can sit there and be mad and be cussing people out or flipping them off or whatever it is, you know, we love to have that, that self-righteous rage, right? Or you can be like, ah, I don't want to hang on to all of that frustration, you know? And then, because when you get to the office, then you do grab a donut because you're like, trying to do something with all that in your body instead of being like you know what I can't change it it is what it is now and there's and there's always circumstances that are beyond our control I can change my reaction to it I can change how I'm feeling about that right now and that's overturning that thought about that trigger you know going back to the brownie you know, like, I ate that second brownie. I cannot believe I did that. I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to be successful. I'm, I'm horrible at this. I don't know why I even try. Or I had a second brownie. It wasn't, it wasn't satisfying or it was really satisfying. Or you know what? It wasn't in alignment with what I really want for myself. I'm going to remember this feeling. So the next time when I have that choice, I'll be a little bit more aware of what it is I really want to choose in that moment. And it's okay. Thank you, body, for reminding me that I really don't want two brownies because it's going to feel 
feel terrible. I was thinking about what you said earlier about being our own triggers because, and about having the wings and beer because I'm the opposite. I feel like if I have wings and beer, that they're going to judge me because I'm a health person and I shouldn't want, and I shouldn't be eating wings and beer. That was, I was like, Oh yeah, we're like, do the same thing. And for opposite reasons, I cracked me up, but to be like, okay, so I had wings and beer. My body's not happy with me. Next time I'll choose differently. It is, I can't go back and change that now, but it's, and it's okay. And just meeting ourselves in that spot with that compassion, with that lack of judgment, with that, that love and being, it's going to be fine. You know, this is not the end of the world. Five minutes, it's not going to matter five minutes from now. It's not going to matter five hours from now. You know, that, that next time I'm going to do better. I am learning to be a person who chooses what, what feeds my body healthily. Totally. And I think that like one thing that we always talk about is feeling the emotion and not becoming the emotion. So you're not suppressing that emotion down. You're going to feel it. You're acknowledging it. You're acknowledging everything that kind of goes along with it. And you're beginning to come to that place of acceptance. And I think that that's where the power lies is within that acceptance, accepting all that is for what it is, not good, not bad, not anything else. It is what it is. Right. And when, if you look at like Tony Robbins and he always say, talks about like changing your state, how can I change my state? Right. And so overturning your feelings is like, how can I begin to change my state? How can I snap out of this? And sometimes like even just doing something like a snap or a clap where you are like, Hey, I don't need to do this right now. I don't need to beat myself up over this. I'm stuck in traffic. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I should, reset. you know, it gives you that like, okay, I can do this. I, you know what? Let's just move forward from this. And then when somebody does cut you off in traffic, because now you're in traffic and that's going to be another trigger. Somebody cuts in front of you, right? <laughs> like if that's the case, acknowledging, Hey, maybe, maybe they're a little bit more behind than I am. Right. Give yourself a story to go with it. Like I was listening to the Rob Dial podcast um, from Mindset Mentor once and he was like, just pretend that they have to go to the bathroom really bad. Like, would you want to stand in the way if they've got like explosive diarrhea? Like, no, let them in front of you. <laughs> That's beautiful. I think you, you say it so much more loving than I do. I tend to be a little bit more sarcastic and I kind of go, well, they're clearly more important than I am. But I'm working on that. <laughs> I think we're all you're working on that. But you're, abs- but you're absolutely right. Like, okay, you know, like whatever, whatever's is going on in your life right now, it's got you, you know, and, and if you don't know, you know, then, then let them, let them go do their thing. And, you know, you have that choice of even wanting to flip out of that or not, you know, sometimes we we do, we feel very like, you're like, we're like, I don't want to let go of this anger or this frustration or this stress. I'm going to hold on tight to it because you know, that gives me an identity that serves me, you know, in some way, instead of being like, I don't think life is meant to be this hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. we really, we, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do this too. Like we get significance by making it hard. If, if it's hard, then, then by golly, we, we've, we've achieved something. It's validation. Yeah. You know, instead of being like, okay, this can be easy and it can be fun and it's a journey and I'm going to learn and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to screw up and I get to be all of those things. I love that. Like, I just love that it's, it doesn't need to be hard. We make life harder than it is. Just like a diet doesn't need to be hard. Eat whole foods, nourish your body with things that feel good to your body. Learn to listen to your body. And yeah, really coming back to that felt sense. But like, 
we we tend to overcomplicate things and i think a lot of the time that overcomplication happens inside of our brain we make a mountain out of a molehill and i often will say to people take these to-do lists or whatever it is that you are replaying in your head and put it on paper is it as big now on paper as it is in your brain right like if I say to you, well, I'm like the worst person at math, but if I was mm. to say to you, can you do, you know, one times five? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's five. But then I say, like, I need you to do, like, 5,689 times 203, 239. And you're like, and you're trying to figure that out in your head. It feels like a really big problem. But if you took that and you put it on a piece of paper and you did your, you know, your math equation old school not new school because yeah. kids math these days is a nightmare but old school <laughs> math okay so we're doing <laughs> our long form multiplication you yeah, can figure it out math. right because it's it's yeah. not as big on paper but then in your head it's like oh my goodness i'm never gonna get this yeah yeah you know and even take that back to your weight loss goal or to going on a diet like i can do this and it's going to be easy mm-hmm. it's just a totally different you know, mindset and a different energy level than like, I know this is going to be so hard, you know, and that can go to like quitting smoking, quit drinking, whatever it is that you know you need to do, you know, to quit sugar or, you know, if you're pre-diabetic or anything like that, be like, it's going to be easy and it's going to be fun and I can do this, you know, and then go do it. But we, we do. We fight with ourselves. Well, we all and, intrinsically and know, right. right? We all intrinsically yeah, know we what we need to do right? You don't need to follow a certain program. Like there is not one exercise program that is specific, totally perfect for you. You might have somebody that custom builds you an exercise program that is meant for you and your goals. And that is totally still custom to you, but it might not be the perfect one for you because there isn't perfect, Yeah. right? It's the same thing. Like there's not the perfect diet for you because every person is unique. Every person body feels different, right? Like I love eating beans. I, I I eat beans most mornings. Mike can't eat beans. Just because they're healthy for you doesn't mean your body likes them, right? So it's beginning to just take back your power and your control over making things and choices easier by listening to your body, by knowing intrinsically the right thing to do. If I want to lose weight, I know I need to move my body and I know I need to eat a little better. If I want yeah. to... You know, a little better doesn't always mean less either. That, that is a huge misconception because there's so many people that have been dieting forever and their idea of getting fit and lean is dieting more. And it's like, no, like you are, you've been under maintenance for way too long here. Sorry, I, that's, that's a touchy well, point. I mean, you know, we all know what to do. You know, if we just don't eat the processed foods, don't eat the, the, the sugars and, the, and, you know, get our water, get our sleep. And, and you can read a headline and not even have to read a whole article, and we all know. And again, I think you're you're absolutely right. It is intrinsic in us. We've had we've been conditioned, right, and and taught beliefs that 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 it um, that it, we don't know how to take care of ourselves, you know. And and even like back to the carbs and and what tastes good. I mean, the end of the day, if you're if you're able to decondition your brain and your taste buds, because our, 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 I feel like our taste buds get conditioned, they're like, and I love potato chips, but honestly, a green bean tastes better than a potato chip. It actually has way more flavor than a potato chip. But man, is it hard. I, I am trying to not use the word hard, I, but I mean, it was challenging to change my brain to remember 
Like a potato, a, a green bean is going to taste so much better than a potato chip. And eat the eat the green or the broccoli or whatever. You know, I mean, vegetables get a bad rap, and I don't think they need to. It's 14 days yeah. to change your taste buds, so your taste buds actually do swap out every 14 days. So if you can take 14 days away from a food item that maybe is a trigger for you, so let's say that chips. potato chips are a trigger because you tend to overeat them like an entire bag, Mike. Um, but, yeah. Take, no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> yeah. Take, take two weeks away from it. Just try it. And then go back and try and eat them. Like, we did that. Yeah, and then and I couldn't touch them. They were so salty and just... Uh. He, I think he had a handful, and he's like, I'm good. And I'm like, that's it? He's like, yeah, I'm good. And it's just because yeah. his taste buds had changed over. So then when he did have them, they're super salty and just way more flavorful than I think <laughs> they were They were too expecting. much flavor. They, uh, they hurt my tongue. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. And two weeks isn't that long. No, in the scheme yeah. of things, absolutely not. And I mean, like... This, this is what we talk, we, we talk to our clients about this a lot because, you know, say it's a three-month program. Like, we, we do our transformation program. The first three months, it's like, if you look at your entire life, like, the average lifespan in Alberta is 84 years. Three months out of that is, like, 0.007% of your entire life. So, if you can't take 0.007% of your life to change your life drastically, then what are we doing? What, what are we doing here? Right. That's awesome. That's a great... I think your emotions are so tied to this. Like, when you're talking about all these choices, like, and how we do intrinsically know, well, what muddles us up? Ourselves, our emotions, our head, right? Like, if I'm having a bad day, what do you think I'm going to reach for? You know, like, I want to have some chocolate and a glass of wine. That's what I want. Or, you know, I've had a long day. Not a bad day, but now it's been a long day. I've done lots of work. I want some chocolate. I want some wine. Give it to me. You know, like, (laughs) it's not like... I had a long day and I just want a bowl of broccoli. Like, it, that, that just doesn't happen, right? Because that emotional state says you also need that dopamine hit and that feel-good feeling that you get from wine, you know? But why can't you get that from broccoli? That's a great That's question. Just, it's just the way our brains think, right? Yes, well, it's, it's more just... calorie-dense too, right? The higher-calorie item, your brain sees that as greater on the survival list. So if I go, if I look in the fridge and I'll like, like, there's broccoli, there's like tons of veggies, there's tons of fruit, but my body sees cheese. Why? Because the cheese has more calories, not because I want to have cheese. Oh, I like that. But that is like, I mean, that's a totally another tangent. That's totally different. Like, (laughs) yeah, but that's fun because it makes it that much easier to shift that thought. You know, instead of thinking, well, I just love cheese, you can be like, well, my brain thinks it wants cheese because it knows it's going to help me survive. Yeah. yeah. That's an easier way to be like, oh, okay, then I don't really want cheese. Well, we use it with, like, for me, apple mentality. So, like, with our kids. Are you hungry? Yeah. Are you hungry enough that you want an apple? No. Then, then you're, you're not, not hungry. hungry. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and if you, you go back to like, if you come home and you are really hungry or really thirsty or really tired, it seems so much easier just to rip open a bag of whatever's in your pantry than to get the vegetables out, you know, which is like, I buy whole carrots and peel them, you know, which like it takes 30 seconds, you know, but my brain is thinking it takes five minutes yep. and it's 
crazy. It's well, it's like, like the pizza eating. mentality, right? So people are like, oh, I don't have time to make dinner, but I got to throw in a pizza or a lasagna or whatever. And those things are like 45 minutes, like French fries, about 45 minutes in your in your oven. Well, you do realize you that you, a could, full meal. you can make a full meal that's healthy in like 30 minutes. Yes. yes. Frozen chicken then, but, I mean, look at those are all going back to thoughts. You know, I do the same thing. I like my thought is it takes so long and so much work to cut up my lettuce and wash it. No, it doesn't. And so what? The time is going to pass anyway. I'd rather have my salad. Yeah, it really would. You know, because then at the end of the day, we go to that future self. And what have we done? You know, we're like disappointed because we didn't stick to the goals that we set for ourselves. I, I did my first ever diet a couple weeks ago and I absolutely fell in love with salad because of it. <laughs> I, I both cut up all my salad, like all, all the lettuce now in the fridge, so it's always ready to go for me. And heaven forbid I touch go. his lettuce. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But, you know, it's like her and her arugula. Worked. <laughs> well, it, you know, if somebody who doesn't appreciate it is going to eat it or they're going to eat the lettuce and the potato chips, then you're like, time out. Yeah. You know, let's let, let's let's talk about this because this is not this is not there. Because <laughs> now I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, you got it. It's so you funny because it. we did that the other day. Like I ate something that was healthy out of the fridge, not knowing that Mike was going to have that. And he was like, oh, well, that was mine. I, I had saved that for was it? It was a pear, I think. It was a pear. I so ate. It was the last good pear. <laughs> and then, and then, what did he do to get me back? He ate the one thing that I wanted to eat the next day. Oh, he did on purpose. Not, not on purpose. Definitely obviously. a trigger for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to your acronym, your acronym for glow. So getting clear, looking for triggers, and overturning your feelings about the triggers to really become empowered over these emotions, these triggers, and to really start to step into the choices that you do want to make and stepping into that best version of yourself, that future self that we've talked about. Yeah. What? Yeah. Living and living empowered. And then you're like, it, it does. It takes that journey that we're all on and instead of making it feel so hard and being so overwhelmed and so frustrated, almost perpetually, it felt like that for me, you know, even though I felt like I was a pretty positive person to be like, this isn't, how we're supposed to go through this yeah. <laughs> you know it just turns because as you saw like through our discussion you can really apply it to almost any situation to be like okay I, i'm bringing myself down um it's that it's it's super true like mike and i we use something similar we don't have as nice of an acronym that you have but we call it name it acknowledge it and accept it right so it's all the those processes that we go through on a consistent basis of really like you said getting clear on what it is that you're feeling what it is that you're triggered by you know what is going on why am i making these choices and when you can begin to really understand the why behind it and name things that's where we can start to take that empowerment and start to make those changes going forward and like when you were saying you know like accepting things for what they are and knowing that it's okay maybe next time I will make a different choice when you acknowledge how you how things make you feel like how it maybe a food makes you feel how an emotion makes you feel you're more likely to make a different choice next time because you don't want to feel that discomfort in a different way yeah yeah so good 
I've absolutely loved having you on this podcast, Teresa. This has like just been wonderful information to share with everybody. So if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, how would they find you? They can find me on Facebook at Teresa Vermillion. My website is lighterlifecoach.com. And if you want to download a free guide about this process, they can go to itsnotaboutthecupcake.com. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. absolutely amazing. So we will put that all in the show, na- show notes so that people can just link right through. They don't have to worry about getting their pen and paper out right now. But thank you so much for coming and joining us today. It's been a truly amazing conversation. It's great having you. Thank you. Likewise, it's been really, really fun, and I really appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Always welcome back. Yeah, have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found tremendous value in the information that we discussed. If you want to reach out to Teresa, you can get a free download guide to stop the mindless eating in three simple steps from it's not about the cupcake.com. You can also find more information about Teresa and her services at lighterlifecoach.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can feel free to reach out to us at ironbodycoach.com and check us out on our social media. Thank you so much. Share this episode with your friends, your family members, or anyone else that you think would find value in it. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye for now.